You had the Turbo Graphics Mini set up today? Yeah, I set up the Turbo Graphics Mini because like I found it and I was like, oh, I forgot I had this. I don't even know if I ever turned it on before. Man, no, I did. I, I have before. Um, and Lords of Thunder's on there. It was Is a CD. It? it was a CD game, and it looks terrible. The... Oh, it oh, looks well, bad. Well, it, it's it's not as good as playing it obviously through analog, and the you music's know what? a little let's less. Not, let's let's not do this now. Morning, Dadcast. Oh, I thought you I thought you weren't going to do it. I was holding out to the last second. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Super Nintendo's Entertainment Podcast. Yeah. Morning, yeah, da- morning Dadcast for the for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I think we're just going to go back to the Super Nintendo's thing. What do you think? I, I you know what? I don't you handle it. As long as I don't have to do anything. Okay. That, then then that is. Welcome welcome back to the show everyone. Happy 2023. Is it? It's been a pretty great year, huh Mike? No, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> you know what should cheer you up, though? I was on Uber Eats the other day. He's <laughs> going, just, all right, right, okay. And uh, First of all, you can't, they, they don't deliver beets or radishes on Uber Eats. No, not, no, 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 not true. I've gotten both. Okay. Um, I, I, I was incredibly surprised to see that Dave and Buster's was on there. Now, listen, I'm all for the food you eat at Dave and Buster's, like while you're at Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. But who's ordering food from Dave and Buster's to be delivered to their home? It's not. I mean, the the, the mountain of tots with all that stuff on. It, Dave and Buster's is one of those places that has one of those scary menus that lists the calorie count on stuff. So you're like, oh, let's order some tots, yeah, and it's like that. it's fourteen hundred calories yeah. in in the loaded tots, and you're yeah, like per oh. serving, and you're like, oh, yeah, forget it. It's a lot but, of calories, but I'd almost be more comfortable eating that in the privacy of my own home because it's shameful. Yeah, it's I mean, it's true. It's shameful, but like no one's ashamed about doing it when they're there. No, because you're on that high. There's you're on that, the Dave and Buster's high. There's all that noise going around. <laughs> it's just like people winning prizes and kids all riled up on sugar and birthday parties running around. Just, yep. The intoxicating energy of the youth. Just you collagen Im- floating around everywhere. You just grab it. Can you imagine working there full time? No, and I'm not putting you know not putting down D and B workers, but no, the, certainly like, not. The They're constant, better people than I am. The constant stimulation, yeah, yeah, would, yeah no, would the, absolutely destroy me. Yeah, no way, no way, putting them down at all. I, I, they have something I don't have that I'm jealous of. Like I could never be around all that stimulation, all that sound. Like I remember recently, I was there with Gray. We were there for like 45 minutes, and I was like, "That's it, we're good, we're done. I need to get out of here." Yeah. I think he even looked at me and he's like, it's pretty loud in here, dad. I was like, yeah, it's pretty loud in here. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. D- uh, Gray's birthday is actually coming up soon. Um, D&B's. And that's where that's that's where we're heading. D&B's D's. D- D- Dave and Buster delivery and just play games <laughs> on your couch. <laughs> it's true. I'm looking at a shelf here where we could pretty much pull off a Dave and Buster's if we needed to. Yeah, if you had to, right? Yeah. Throw the Oculus on. Yeah. We could make it work. Yeah, I think it's defined by its disgusting menu anyway. Yeah. Gray's Gray's going to be eight, but his voice still sounds mostly the same. So people aren't going to be in for such a shock when he returns to the show very soon. Yes. Speaking of Gray returning to the show, I put a post up the other day about my singing monster. Apparently, it's a pretty huge phenomenon that's been around for a while. I was uh, I was corrected by one of our fans on Instagram saying this is a thing that the kids are into. And he's like, it's been a thing for a long time. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> do you right. even monster, bro? You don't know. even know. Man. <laughs> right. So, I mean, my apologies. Um, I'm learning about it. Because Gray is completely, completely engulfed in it, as are all of his friends. Uh, I put a I put a post out there saying, who wants to hear what this is all about from, you know, Game Boy himself? Mm-hmm. Kevbo was excited. Okay. Uh, no surprise there. Um, so we might we might might put that together sometime soon. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty clever. Um, and it's got a lot of really cool things going for it. It's also an absolute money suck. So, you know, good yeah. on them for figuring out a way to get people to spend lots of money on their freemium game. Sure. What's the next? 
I was listening to um, 1979 uh, by the Smashing Pumpkins. Sure. Great song. And I was thinking, I love the Smashing Pumpkins. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I hate Billy Corgan's voice. I know that's somewhat, you know, just I might there might be some people really upset with me for saying that. But I'm not a huge fan of his voice. He's a bit of a whiner. There's a lot of like tonight, tonight, especially towards the end when he when he really gets into the Billy Corganism. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's annoying. Uh, but the music is so good. Um, so, I mean, there's no I mean, there's it's one of the few double albums that. Yeah. That actually is worth a double, double I mean, album. Melancholy I mean, and the Infinite Sadness. I mean, he wrote Melancholy. And the infinite sadness. I mean, <laughs> I mean, these are two seminal albums. <laughs> um, I, I, and I just got to thinking, like, if I could, and if you could, who would you rather hear sing those songs? Like, who would make those songs better? I can't hear anyone but Corgan singing those songs. Really? I was thinking Steve Byrne from Talking Heads. It's David Byrne. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That guy. <laughs> I was yeah. just I think like he'd do a great job with that stuff because he can hit high notes really good. And he'd play with the songs. Because he's a goofball. He's a, he is a bit of, yeah, he wore that big suit and stop making sense. Uh <laughs> yeah. he's, I, I don't know. I feel like there's lots of people out there that I'd probably like to hear over Corgan. Um you don't have you don't have a you don't have anybody you'd like to just kind of hear a riff on the Smashing Pumpkins tunes? No, no. Yeah, I guess it's kind of time and place, isn't it? They're very much him. I mean, he wrote all the parts, did all the stuff. It's tough to pull the man out of those songs. (laughs) Yeah. Do you hear more Corgan influence or Cobain influence in like the more popular whole songs? Like, um, Doll Parts is very Corgan. Is that because she nailed them both? Yeah, I think she. I think they both. I I don't think it's much of a secret that they both pretty much wrote those songs. But what's the oh make me over? That's so Kurt. That's such a that listen to whenever get a chance to listen to that song and think about it as a Nirvana song. It's such a Nirvana song. Yeah. I mean, it's got a it's got a major hook. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Good on her. It's fine. She was great. Man on the moon. She was good, wasn't she? Yeah. And, you know, now she's wherever she is. Well, what she's known for now is like when you see a girl that has like a bruise on her leg, you call her Courtney, Courtney Love. <laughs> that's kind of like that's become like the thing. Yeah. Why? She always had bruises. I don't know. She's just constantly bruised up like a peach. Yeah. Maybe she was anemic. Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. Mike, have you ever heard of rage rooms? <sighs> is that like where you go to a place and like wreck stuff? Exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. And Mike, this is an actual thing. Mm hmm. Like, this is the thing you pay like it's it's really inexpensive too. Um, you pay like thirty five bucks mm-hmm. and you can just go into a place and smash it to bits. Um, yeah, we should go do that. We should totally go do that. There's one in Brooklyn called the Rage Cage. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're all over the place, though. Um, and you can choose different rooms, which I think is the really interesting part. Like you can choose an office type setting where you can like smash printers. There's like a house setting. So it really all depends on like what the things pissing you off the most in your life. Right. Wherever you really want to play out that fantasy. Uh huh. But what I was thinking is like, what would be the rage room? Like, what would be your what would be your rage room? Like if you could pick one. What would be the thing that like you would want it to be? And then what would be the one that would just make you really sad to have to break anything? Uh, my office would it would make me sad to break stuff mm-hmm. because yeah. I got I got like comics and pictures and collectibles and family just stuff. Smashing things as tears are streaming down your face. Yeah, that would be rough. That sucks. But like <laughs> sucks breaking stuff. I don't know. I don't really know where I'd want to break stuff. I had I had an ex-girlfriend whose family loved these Hummel dolls that they had. You know, like the Hummel, like the little sculptures of like boys and things like that. Like, <laughs> the little boy sculptures. The little boy sculptures. You know, it's like a boy and like a, a lamb. And apparently they're worth a ton of money, which this family loved to talk about frequently. Right. Um, how collectible they are. Yeah, they um, were the uncuddly baby, uh, Beanie Babies. They, yeah, their, their, their values are pretty much uh, the same as what Beanie Babies were, I'm sure. But this family loved to think that there was, they were worth tons of money. I would love to smash the, the hell out of that place. <laughs> that's my dream, Rage. Right. That's a good one. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I join you in that one. Just the sound. 
<laughs> just the sound of history crinkling and clankling around me. You, you remember the movie Little Monsters? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You remember when they played baseball in the underground land in like the no. slick? They and they set up all this stuff to break. With Howie Mandel, it. yeah, yeah, it's Howie yeah, Mandel yeah, and yeah. Fred Savage, and they go. I don't remember that. In one scene, I just remember it's like I love the sound of broken glass, and it's just them. It's like it's all the monsters playing like a pickup baseball game, and they're just hitting baseballs into like lamps and mirrors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fun. And I was like, okay, I get the appeal of this place. Everyone's a little weird, but like, mm-hmm. I, I can get down on this. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that's that's the first rage room, really. <laughs> that's probably where it all started right that another thing that howie mandel's making money off of right another another thing, thing. um yeah th- i think the thing that would i obviously if i was in if i was in a you know a beautifully curated room full of retro video games it would probably make me very sad to have to smash any of that history sure but i like the idea of it um enough i, I you know what i like the idea of it as a business enough so to go and like experience it not so because like i feel like i need to you know smash things up yeah it's like when i went axe throwing right sure i'm like i'm they... glad this place exists yeah i'd like to do that that sounds fun I, i'm, you, I'm do you really think they good at play it. a rage against the machine during the rage experience no <laughs> just straight no <laughs> rally around the family break a fucking shelf <laughs> I'm I not mean, believing that no they don't I wouldn't um, I think that's a missed opportunity if they don't to be fair but maybe they do I think we should go experience it just for the fact that like somebody came up with this and it's a viable business mm-hmm. and like what is it we should talk to them we should, in- we should get them on the show like what does it take how much money does it like you have to set the room up every time and then clean it up like it sounds clean up at a rage like a nightmare room right is, like is it, a job so dave and buster's employee clean up at a rage room these are things that you know better people than us are doing yeah certainly better than me yeah that's that's for sure well i think we should go experience it we should bring it we should bring good thing we have recording devices in our pockets called phones and um we'll 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 see how it goes no no the sound of breaking glass Shh. Yeah, 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 sure. All right. Mike, you finally got your play date. I did. Tell the folks what you think. Well, maybe we should explain it really quick. Play date uh, from Panic, right? Yeah, I think so. Really cool little Panic logo. Um, it's it's an ultra handheld console that is probably one of the best built little hand, handheld consoles ever. Uh, non-backlit kind of ultra matrix display. And uh, it's all independent like homebrew games that are developed for this system specifically. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Just, it, it reminds me of like something they'd hand you when you're sitting in the dentist chair to play while you're waiting for the fluoride treatment to fucking, you know, it would be cool. It, it's perfect for that. Yeah. Just kind of like you pick it up. You got a few seconds, right? Right. You just want to beat a high. It, they're, they're mainly high score games. Right. And the, the thing's got a little crank on the side, which is really cool. Um, I think it's really well made and, uh, there's some cool stuff that people are sideloading on it too, like user created stuff that doesn't mm-hmm. come directly from them. And how uh, cool is that sideload experience? Uh, it's cool. I mean, it's just done vert. It's all done virtually through the website. You like go into your account, you put a sideloaded game into your account, and then it just kind of beams to the the console. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this thing. I'm it makes it really thing. easy because like sometimes the whole like ripping ROMs and doing that stuff can get a little convoluted. Yeah, I'm kind of like, going through that with the analog pocket at the moment. I like the drag and drop. Yeah, it's super easy. And I think this is a good time for people to get into it. I also think it's a good time for people to wait because panic. I was one of the <laughs> so I like flip that reverse. Yeah, it. I flip it and reverse it. I mean, if you do order it now, you're not getting it till the end of 23 anyway. But panic just sent me an email. I was one of the first people to get one in hand. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what would you like to see added to the system or change with the system to make it better? So I'm wondering if they're starting to like take a look at the things that people are griping about. Mostly what I'm hearing from other people that have it is that the non backlit screen's pretty tough to work with because <laughs> it's a beautiful screen. Like if you get the sun kind of streaming through the window at the right angle and it hits it right, it's a beautiful black and white screen. It's pretty good. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's not backlit. So it's really difficult to yeah. kind of use and the moments that you kind of want to be using it. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be an iteration of it and it will come out in you know 26 as Panic seems to like to do with taking their time with developing. 
Yeah, I like that. Like, I forgot that I ordered it. And it was just on my doorstep one day. I ordered yeah. it like a year and a half ago. I think you ordered it like pre or during COVID. Yeah, it was it a was, while ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, the cool thing that it comes the so you you probably have some games sitting there waiting for you because the way that it works is when you kind of open your box up, your season begins, and every talk, week you let's get to talk games. about my box. Oh, we're not doing that. Okay. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about the box. I didn't realize that was off limits, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to another num- number two. I was wondering a lot about Breath of the Wild 2, which is coming out this May. How do you feel about the weapons degradation in the first one? Do you want to see it make a comeback in the second one? Is it the deg- How did what did you just say? The degradation? Degradation. It, I'm not sure that's what you said. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's entirely possible I didn't. I, I think you had an extra the the the. the. Like Nun, like Nun Nun Java's ambition. This <laughs> is very similar. It's very similar indeed. It's yes, almost absolutely. the same. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pronounced uh-huh. the same, and it's from the same developer. Well, that's right. Yeah, famously. Uh, so I don't. I, I listen. I don't care. It was kind of the big thing, though, right? It was like the one thing that people kind of quibbled about the most. Yeah, I guess it's fine if that's what you're complaining about. You you have a a lovely life. You have a blessed life. True. I um I didn't like it when it first came out, but. I've been playing through the first one a little bit again, just to kind of go back before we dive into the new one. And I realize it is a good way to get you to use more weapons because this is this is pretty much how I play a game. I wait until I can get the most powerful weapon that you can get at the beginning of the game. And then I hold on to that thing for dear life and upgrade it until no end. And then that's usually the weapon I wind up beating the game with. Yeah. Like I never wind up trying other weapons, upgrading other stuff. It's always just the most powerful one. And I just kind of of stick with it. So it's a cool way to get you to do that. The one thing that I thought was a little stupid, though, is that you had to charge the master sword. Remember that? Yep, that sucked. That was really ridiculous. So let's get let's get done with that. (laughs) Let's get done. Let's just you know what? Let's drop it all together. You want to talk about true lies? Yeah. So our friend and, you know, dear, um, dear provider to the show for some vocal talents and sitting in the third chair every now and then, Michael Gorman is going to be making his uh, his small screen, really kind of starring role debut in True Lies on CBS starting March 1st. I um, am lucky enough to be watching uh, the premiere with him. He'll be home for the occasion, which is a lot of fun. But uh, we, we hope you guys get a chance to watch it. Let us know what you think. We're going to get Mike on the show really soon. He's going to be doing a few different things for the show, which is going to be really exciting during his hiatus. We'll take full advantage of it. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting to see uh, Mike doing it. He sent me some pictures from set recently. So cool. So cool. He's like wearing like a full tech suit. He has like a machine gun in his hand. He's like ripping people down from balconies. Um, Did he have to do like weapons training and things? Yeah. he Like I called him one day and I was like, what's going on? He's like, can't talk right now. And I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm in weapons training. I'll talk to you later. And I was like, (laughs) okay, cool. Um, I think you're very cool. I've always thought you were cool. So let's talk about it. Um, Yep. So really exciting stuff from Mike. Yep. And um, I hope you guys will watch and we'll obviously keep you updated as the show progresses. Um, but it's looking really good. They got a whole full season ahead of them. And uh, yeah, exciting stuff. Nice. Exciting stuff for Mr. Like Gorman. Uh, he's he's also going to be um, on three episodes of a very, very, very popular show. Um, but I can't say yet. Soon. Soon we'll let soon we'll let the world know. But it's Is probably it the news. It's probably it's more popular than the news, actually. No, nothing's more popular than news. Is it's it? more popular than the Bible. Okay. It's more popular than Jesus. Okay. Um You know, you were doing a Lenin quote, but you threw on a Ringo accent. Eh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of do that. I mean, he is the he is the best one. Ringo? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm very much kidding. He's not uh, well, he's he's in it to win it, though. Let's I'll put we'll, we'll, what we'll say that he's in it to win it. He's well, gonna have a, he's gonna have his time as the last Beatle, right? And then he'll just go on tour and play the hit. Oh, he's gonna take full advantage of it. The day McCartney dies, he's gonna announce his world tour. <laughs> no one's watching anymore. Really sad to hear about my friend. Then it's just gonna be like, by the way, and really yeah, come like to the O2 him. Arena and hear me talk about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we all really liked Yellow Submarine. Yeah? Speaking of that voice, um, I was reading an article in uh, an old Q magazine that I found that, you know, um, the Oasis song uh, Supersonic. Mm-hmm. It was written about Sonic the Hedgehog. Huh. It wasn't. I made that up. Okay. 
I remember, I think I remember once reading that um, Dave Matthews Crash Into Me was based on Crash Bandicoot. No, that's definitely not true because uh, right. Crash Into Me is all about some creepy perv thing. And he's like, it's mm. really creepy, actually. And you start mm. singing that and then you grow up a little bit and you're like, okay. Hmm. So cold, cold Hearted Snake, not written about Solid Snake. <laughs> no, the, the timing lines up. I think she was talking about the MSX one. <laughs> right specifically you yeah. fa- famously all those songs that were that were you know uh odes to a- msx games yeah exactly everyone yeah. was doing it back then well because like kojima d- was involved with the msx one was not involved with the nes one and you know that came out in 87 colard snake was around 88 so mike it lines up right i can't say it's true i can't say anything about the dave matthews thing or the uh, oasis thing but i know this one for sure is accurate Okay. All right. What's the light you want to tell you? You got one more bit of twaddle here. You're you're killing me. Um. It's well, the ungodly hour. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. It is somewhere. It is. Um. You uh. You live your life by the jacks, don't you, Mike? <laughs> yeah. It's it. Yeah. Todd, but I'm rethinking that because it really hasn't been working <laughs> working out for me. <laughs> Maybe you should go my route. I've realized I've been living my life by the Johnnies. Okay, Johnny Rockets. It's Johnny, it's, it's Johnny. <laughs> it was actually Johnny Five, Johnny Cage, and Johnny Cash. But Johnny Rockets could easily be interchangeable. Let's go to H bits. <laughs> well, we're back to that part of the show uh, where we go through eight bits of news. Sure. Starting with number one, a priest from Michigan. We got this from Relevant Magazine. Uh, a priest from Michigan claims whoa, that... Whoa, two- whoa, You're not what? reading... The, I write the, the headers. You're not reading the headers? I wrote them for you. I love the headers. They're my favorite part. Let me so, just scroll up a bit. Uh, I missed that. It's a nice place to visit. <laughs> yeah. From Relevant Magazine Online, a priest from Michigan claims that in 2016, he died after suffering a heart attack, went to hell, and witnessed unbelievable moments of torture and pain there. Yeah. Amazing stuff, right, Mike? Like he said, he saw demons enslaving humans and a man walking on all fours like a dog and getting burned from head to toe. His eyes were bulging. And worse than that, he's wearing chains on his necks, on his neck. He was like a hellhound. Mm-hmm. Like typical stuff that you think you'd hear about someone going to hell, right? Yeah, that you see on the side of like a metal van. Yeah, or a metal album. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Um, the worst torture, torture Johnson saw, though, Mike? Yeah. He said there's a section of hell... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to read this. <laughs> there's, there's a section of hell where music is played, uh-huh. but not just any music. Nope. He could specifically hear Rihanna's umbrella and uh-huh. Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy being used for torture. <laughs> but he clarified, the best part is that he clarified it's not the original versions of nope. the song, but nope. a group of demons performing them incorrectly <laughs> as torture. Yep. Every word of every song was made to torture you for the, for the fact that you didn't worship God through music while you were on earth, Johnson right. said. Now, here's what's crazy. Yeah, go, go ahead. Sure. Because this can only be good for the recruitment of hell because I want to be in that all demon acapella group that's <laughs> that's rocking. Don't worry. <laughs> be barbers- happy. Yeah. The barbershop quartet of uh, what did he call them? Demons. Yeah. Because, dude, Bobby McFerrin is all vocal anyway. Totally. Exactly. Does, there's He's no instruments. Right. There's yep. no instrument. He does it all with the, you know, mm-hmm. his his mouth and hitting on his body or whatever. Does, he does. I think he has an album called like Mouth Sounds. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Just like your Slide Whistle Sounds album, which hey, is just taken off. Didn't want it to. Didn't want it to. Didn't want it. To. Good. 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 Didn't want to. Didn't want to. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. I mean, and the other thing too, it like this, it, it bothers me actually because he says every word of every song was made to torture you for the fact that you didn't worship God through music while you were on Earth. I'd really disagree. I think Bob McFerrin's "Don't Worry, Be Happy" is 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 totally worshiping God through music on Earth. Yeah, I don't know why he picked. He, 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 <laughs> he didn't pick it, Mike. This is hell, right? Well, I don't know why the demons catalog includes. Well, it, it, to be fair. It, it, the demon catalog includes the best hits from yesterday and today. It's <laughs> true. It could also be a razor and tie album <laughs> <laughs> advertised during a Who's the Boss rerun. <laughs> right, which to me doesn't sound that Cherish bad. Cherish the love. Um, we, I, the funny thing is, is 
there's a channel on Sirius. I don't know what it is. It's close. It's probably it's one of the 90s because there's like three 90s channel. And mm-hmm. every single time I flip by it, there's a Rihanna song. So I totally get Rihanna being in this crowd. Wait, she wasn't in 90s. Maybe it's Pop 2K. It's Pop yeah, 2K. It's got to be Pop, Pop 2K, 2K, it's Pop right? 2K. Yeah, it's Pop 2K. Yeah, you're right. Which is after 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so interesting. So, I mean, it's either a reason to you know, be a good person or reason to be a terrible person, depending on, you know, what your goals are for the afterlife. Also, I don't think he said, so wait, wait, he said the, uh, clarified, it wasn't the original version. They were performing them incorrectly. Yeah. As torture. Right. Does that mean off key? Not knowing the lyrics? Could be a little bit of both. Probably a mix. Probably a mix. Because I'd think that like even a bad version of Don't Worry, Be Happy is still pretty uplifting. Yeah, you'd think so, right? I mean, as long as it has that, that beat behind it, it's just, energizing really <laughs> right unless it was like don't worry be disemboweled or something yeah and then you're like uh well you know what it's funny kind of like, like when your kids are singing a song wrong it's pretty annoying if a demon was doing it it's gotta be pretty bad yeah i'm sure yeah. it sucks uh so that guy really went to hell he yeah he no he really went to hell and that's what's actually happening down there And he also did say, I remember reading a little bit more of this article. He said that hell was actually located in the center of the earth. So it actually exists in a place on earth. So like like Belinda Carlisle's once said. Right. Heaven is a place on earth. Yeah. So they both have to be if heaven's here. Yeah, it's only fair. Well, if heaven's here, we got to put hell here, too. (laughs) We got to like, listen, boys, we're going to split it right down the middle. Boys are stuck. Nothing we can do here. And kick it up to legal, but I don't think there's anything we can do here. <laughs> Number two, the sun shines on a Nintendog's ass some days. Yeah. From Nintendo Life, a recent patent dated 17th January 2023. I'm not sure why it's listed in that order. I forgot the Nintendo Life's an English mag, uh, website, isn't it? Uh, and originally... <laughs> fi- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all that big time, big time. Big time. <laughs> Originally filed for November twenty November two thousand twenty one, seems to suggest that Nintendo is working on a new way to bring the world of virtual dogs back into our homes. Thanks, my Nintendo news. This time around, the technology all seems to be about augmented reality and the ability to place a virtual object, a dog, in the example given, into the real world environment as captured through a camera. Mike, do we need more Nintendo dogs? I, I knew you were going to. This is you trying to soft launch, relaunch. Do we need it? Is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> That's true. I'm going to throw the picture up yeah. <laughs> of one of my old headshots. Do we, <laughs> it's just, do we me with a grumpy face saying, do, do we, we need, need it? it? Do we need it? Do we need it? I don't think we need it. But listen, Nintendogs was a huge hit. And this was at the time. And I don't know if this is just some colloquialism, but uh, me apparently... Uh, Miyamoto wasn't allowed to talk about any of his hobbies because every one of his hobbies wound up becoming a successful Nintendo IP. I remember that. Yeah. Listen, I'm fine with this as long as they let you kill the dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I think they should let you do it. I think that if you're going to go full circle with it, once it reaches the end, to, to understand the weight of owning an animal, you have mm. to be there for it end of life. You cannot, just, you cannot sure. just drag a dog toy to it and feed it. And then whatever. What happened at the I, end? And then ten dogs. The dogs never die. You know what? You know what? I have a really funny story about a really crazy mother that I once knew who, like, on her deathbed, admitted to her kids that she wasn't actually allergic to dogs, and she was afraid they were going to learn about death too early, and that's why they weren't allowed to have dogs. And she like carried this with her, like Marley's chains, throughout her life. <laughs> that is incredibly <laughs> yeah. messed up. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. yeah. So some people are very protective of that. I just want you guys to know <laughs> I was never really <laughs> allergic to dogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you think we care? You're about to die. <laughs> I'm so glad I got that off my. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I couldn't pick it up quick enough. Oh, speaking of, it's morning time. It is morning. This segments nicely into it's morning time. We had to pick up a few deaths that we missed while we haven't done a show in a year. Yeah, it was really weird. There was a while. There was a while that every show we were kind of pitching back and forth to each other had a new celebrity death. It was like a series of C-list celebrity deaths, um, <laughs> starting with Gallagher. Uh, and one. This is Gallagher one, not Gallagher two. The Gallagher, right? Gallagher two is probably fine. He's been. Who's Gallagher two? 
Oh, so Gallagher famously had a brother that was Gallagher too. And he looked a lot like him and he dressed like him and he did his same act. No, it was the number two. Gallagher too. And he like, he ripped his whole act off. And I think at one point he was like, okay with it. But at one point he wasn't okay with it. But now he's probably, you know, he's going to be torn with Ringo as soon as McCartney goes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So yeah. Garfunkel and Oates. That's, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Also, Mike, we've talked about this guy multiple times. The the terminal guy died. The the guy from the terminal (laughs) who was actually a curmudgeon prick. Yeah. And, and you know what, you know, what the, you know what the uh, the uh, the airport doctor said to him when they when he went over to check out like uh, his vitals, I said, it's terminal. <laughs> <laughs> and also Hanks didn't get nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The terminal guy, I think he he was still doing his terminal thing at the time of death. Right. Did he die yeah. in the airport? We should have done some research here. Maybe we should have. We should get the uh, we should get our interns to do a little bit more work. I like to think that um, his ghost haunts yeah. that terminal. Yeah. Do you think that fountain was what's that fountain part of the movie? A part of the story, or did Todd, they make that up for the movie? What? Todd, the guy what? was a huge douchebag. He was a douchebag. Who Apparently, didn't make, he didn't. He make wasn't a lovable. Things. No, he, he wasn't. No. He wasn't oh, okay. a lovable yeah. right. uh, immigrant yeah. like Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. I, no, I, I, yeah. I think I they even let him like they they were going to like help him leave, leave and do something. He was like, no, we got you he, this. We got you this apartment. Like, it's beautiful. Like, it's got two bedrooms, it's beautiful bathroom. Like, it's close to the airport if you need to visit. More importantly, it's close to the Cinnabon. It's close to the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what do you need? We got the top. Look, look we got no, the top, we got the top page turners right over there. You buy in there. You, need, you got a neck pillow and a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, we got some mass market paperbacks for you. As many as you want. As many as you could fit in this bag that we got for you. Yeah, as many as you want. Yeah. Mike, also, the Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, has passed away. He did. And that's a bummer because he was my favorite Ranger. Want to know the really sad thing? You know what I saw in my feed yesterday? Oh, no. They're doing a Power Rangers reunion. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone got that sentence. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> People are going to start thinking I started drinking. Um they're doing a Power Rangers reunion, like not even like not even four weeks past his death. Uh, Maybe it was actually. It's been a while now <laughs> since we first started talking about this. But right, still, exactly. like it's still very it's still very recent. Like they couldn't have waited. You know, he couldn't have made it another few weeks. They couldn't have given him this news a, f- a little earlier. It seems all really Maybe they were just up. like, maybe they're like, Jason's finally dead. Now's Finally, the, we can now, do it now. Right now's the time. Like we can do it without getting awkward. This is about it. It's gonna be happen. It's gonna be the the Power Rangers, Gallagher two, and, and Ringo are all coming, but coming for it. <laughs> right, coming for their time. That's gonna be uh, the best Bonnaroo lineup. That, oh that, my god, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be that Co- Coachella, uh, like to the max, right there. It's gonna be a good one. I yeah. I'll be there. Sure, Mike. Number four. We buried bat. My we buried my Batman and mm-hmm. Hamill. Hangs up the Joker. Yep. So yeah, yes. news. Yeah, Kevin Conroy died, which totally sucks because when I like people recently started counting him in the greatest Batman's of all time. For you sure, didn't, people didn't think about him as bat. Like, uh, I mean, do, they do, but they didn't like. It was always like the actors who play him on screen. Sure, but but like, I don't know. I think people started to really give him credit for that role and yeah. just that, that he voiced yeah. him on and off for decades like video games and the anime he did series, the arkham games right yeah he did yeah, a couple did, of yeah. them yeah um yeah if, he was he was the guy like when i, I when when i really kind of close like when i'm reading a batman comic every now and then i'll pick up like a new a new run it's his voice he, it's his voice again. i hear it's yeah, it's always. him and hamill it's him yeah, and hamill yeah it's, always. yeah now now hamill's saying uh more val kilmer it's one of the two right val kilmer right <laughs> but, but it's voice box val kilmer <laughs> oh shit <laughs> hey it's your, i don't know why you hear that i'm just i'm just saying hey this is yeah that's how you hear it i'm not going to get in your way yeah no one loves Iceman more than me it's true uh so yeah now hamill's saying uh he always used to say is kevin being batman when you do a project if they said yes he would say i'm in we yeah were, like partners and then he said you know we're like laurel and hardy he says without kevin there there doesn't seem to be a batman for me mm. so it sounds like hamill could be done doing the joker even though he does the best Joker. I mean, mm. I think Troy Baker did a pretty good ripoff. Yeah, Baker's good. In one of the Arkham games. 
But, well, uh, Hamill's going to be in the new Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine. Maybe if he gets Burt to do the new Batman, he'll 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 be in. Who's Burt Kreischer? He's a comedian. Like Gallagher? <laughs> Very similar. He's a prop comic. He's a, yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number you, five. You, yeah. You wanted to talk. This is the most priest information like bits news bits we've ever had i hope you're happy to be honest you know it's been tough to get the to get the show back on on its on on its wheels and i and and it is i promise you it is but the way that i was able to convince mike of just getting down to business and getting a show in the books was i have so much priest news you have so much pre- <laughs> and famously we're a big fan of priests yeah we're fans of priests because todd used to buy cigarettes for priests and yeah father brown yeah father oh and I, I did we I, I think we talked about it on the show or maybe we i don't even know maybe it was a dad as hell maybe it was something we never got <laughs> actually out there um but you were we were at a rehearsal for the play that we put up and uh i toured you by the convenience store where i used to buy the cool cigarettes and vix menthol drops for father brown that's and right I showed you the rectory where i used to uh hang out as an altar boy right doing funerals doing funerals that's mm. right when, when we were looking for we went to six diners and none of them were open because because of covid because of covid even though there was people in there they wouldn't let us sit yeah <laughs> sad really he's like we're doing we're doing we're doing takeout and i was like well can you do take in yeah it's like can i take it can i take it out and sit here and eat it yeah there's a table that yeah. that what about that that guy that guy's eating right there uh, you, work just, yeah. you, you work here you work here okay great okay. all right so can i get an application and then my first um, on-the-job meal. <laughs> it's, like, can, it's right. So you get a just staff meal here? Do you get a shift meal? What's going on? <laughs> what kind of, what's eating over there? What is that? You guys make rice pudding? What is that? You got cinnamon on the top? What do you got over oh, there? Oh, man. We wound up ending up, we ended up at White Castle that night, my friend. Yes, and eating White Castle with you was... That's actually one of the... I've had a rough year, and that was... Uh, it was a highlight. That was a highlight. Yeah. Uh, I, even, I even had some of their marinara sauce. I told you I was going to sneak my own in next time. <laughs> that was yeah, my they, only gripe. They, yeah, Everything else was okay. I was surprised you didn't die. I did. I went to hell. You should have seen it. There was these demons singing, uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> singing Belinda Carlisle songs Ooh, baby, <laughs> as Gallagher was smashing watermelons. <laughs> he's definitely in hell, but he's well, funny. He's fun. Yeah. Well, he's entertaining the troops. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> n- n- number five, Nancy's ghost. <laughs> nice. <laughs> From the New York Post, former House Majority Leader Nancy Pelosi summoned priests to rid her luck San Francisco home of evil spirits after a man allegedly attacked her hubby there with a hammer. Are they still saying allegedly they caught the guy and they walked in on him hitting him with a hammer? Yeah. Well, you know, it was allegedly um, from what my aunt says, Mike, it was his lover. <laughs> I, I I really do. Uh, I love that theory. Yeah, it's it's one that's out there. It's more uh, fun, right? It's much it's more, more fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's like the it's like the FX like Ryan Murphy version of it, right? It's like it's, right, exactly. It's, it's much it's much more fun. <laughs> Wait till he gets his hands on it. It's gonna be. I mean, Evan Peters is gonna be playing him. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god, <laughs> he's gonna be so handsome. Everyone's gonna love him. It's gonna right. be great. Then he's like, did you see that nice man with the hammer? That that's just what they should do. Is like people are saying like Biden shouldn't run again. He's too old. Cool. Everybody probably feels the same way even biden um in some in some sense like no i'm I'm serious no i'm not joking serious serious folks 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 not a joke not a joke serious i mean like listen he's he's gonna like you know if you look at how old he's gonna be at the end of the next run it's 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 pretty old pretty old so let's regardless of politics he's it's pretty old so like what they really just need to do is like find a guy have ryan murphy do a documentary style like show about him and then everyone will love him have evan peters play him Mm mm-hmm and he'll get elected. Sure. Yeah, he he makes the, the most reprehensible people, the people that, you know, are drag people dress up as Halloween and, you know, fall in love with. <laughs> Dahmer. Dahmer. Easy. Done. Yeah. yeah, that guy. You know, the guy who everyone loved for six months. Yeah. I'm sure all, all the people that got, all the families of the people that got murdered by Dahmer probably loved that moment in time. Yeah. Anyway, back to Pelosi. Quote, I think that weighed heavily on her soul. I think she felt really guilty, said Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra, to the New York Times on Saturday. Quote, I think that really broke her. Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services, she added. 
Father Arturo Albano, the pastor of St. Vincent de Paul Church, Pelosi's local parish, insisted his staff was not involved in such a rite. Quote, as far as I know, no exorcism or priest services were performed at her home, Albano told the Post. But Pelosi may have gone outside her local church hierarchy for holy help. Holy help. You know Holy what? help. It doesn't surprise me because they no. hate her. They don't even let yeah. her take communion anymore because she's uh, pro-abortion. Uh, right? That was yeah. a big, that was like a big. A huge thing. They like the guy wrote a thing and blasted mm-hmm. her on it, and they were like, "You're kind of a hypocrite, Nancy." You know, and I'm no. not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not here to, you know, get into the politics of everything. But I just think it's, I think it's funny that like the, the church was like, "Listen, you can't, you can't come in here anymore." <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, you're not, we'll, you're, you're not we'll, allowed. You're not right. allowed in here anymore. You can give us a hundred grand for the exorcism, but we're not going to admit we did it, buddy. Right, I mean, right. It's not something we're going to have. We're not right. going to do. Listen, yeah. and if you want to, if you want to receive the sacraments, if you want to come in for any events, or if you want any exorcisms, you're going to have to pay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I brought a poem by Bono that I think you're going to like. <laughs> I think you're going to like this. It's also on your iPod. It's also, <laughs> here's a trick. Check your phone. Check your phone. <clears throat> uh, sticking with politics, Mike, number six, Santos is the new Lindell. Yeah, I can't get enough of George Santos. <laughs> We're really post-heavy today yeah. just because uh, it's a delight. It's just been like the the, the ridiculousness has been so good in the, yeah. in the post. George Santos is, as as you and I know, but if, in case people don't know, is yeah, a, oh, I know him. He's in. I'm 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 on Long Island, so you're Santos adjacent, right? I'm Santos like, adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's every day is a new day with Santos. Yeah, yeah. So it's sunrise really, is on a new, uh, a new, a new, a new piece of information about this butte. Yeah. So he's a rep. He's a congressman mm-hmm. who got elected from New York, Republican, mm-hmm. and he lied about everything. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> his sure his did. resume is just absolute nonsense, and yep. it was going around like a week, a week or two ago, like of all the crazy stuff he put down under skill. It read like a buzzword, like yeah. a, like specifically meant to capture HR adults. It, it like he like he looked up like how to write a resume and just right. copied and pasted it. He's like, oh, you have to change things, right? Right. <laughs> Maximized outputs to guarantee. Yeah. Right. Profits. Didn't for, even finish school. <laughs> right. Like he's lied about everything. And he's also like he lied about like being married. What what is it? He's he he was gay but not gay. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw one headline that just said, Is he even gay? <laughs> yeah, right. He's, so like people don't know what's up with him. But here I just wanted to pull some gem really great, really <laughs> head, great. headlines for you that, that are just yeah. Santos stuff going around. Here we go. His dog was dying and he needed help. He says he ended up swindled by George Santos. <laughs> yep. And he sure did, apparently. <laughs> yep. He lost three allegedly. grand. Allegedly. Yeah. Santa, allegedly. Yeah. Santos raised three grand and then skipped town with it. Yep. Uh, George Santos. And where, did, was, and where did he go? <laughs> to Brazil. I, I don't know. He changed it. Yeah. Right. George <laughs> Santos was married to a woman while also sending invitations to celebrate his engagement to his boyfriend. Uh, I'm <laughs> not sure. I'm not sure which one would be more upset in that situation. The woman he was married to or the boyfriend he was getting engaged to. Yeah. I, it, I, it's. You know what? God bless him. So, uh, and then George Santos on drag photos. I had fun at a festival. <laughs> Quote: <laughs> Bloomberg used to say the same thing. Right? He'd always say, "So what? I had fun at a so what?" I, Bloomberg I, loved dressing up as a woman. It was one of his favorite things to do during his tenure. Yeah, and during his sketch comedy tenure. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Famously, when he was in Kids in the Hall. Yeah, his SCTV days. Right. Uh, yeah. So I just this this guy is like just a gem. He's just mm-hmm. a gem, he, like he, like everything, and and there's pressure all around for people who are like you got to like get out of office, you got to like really get out of here, yeah. you have to step down because yeah. you, you lied to everyone and they voted for you based on all these lies. And he literally, they asked him point blank, and he said, "I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm like not going anywhere. I know how this works. I've watched the news cycle enough. Like if I just ride this out for another two weeks, no one's going to care about me. Right, right. They're going to find more Biden docs in five, four, three, two. They just found some more Biden docs, Mike. I'm not sure if you heard. <laughs> no, I wish I had the breaking breaking <laughs> yeah. news sound. Yeah, feed up. Um. Yeah, so a total. We're disaster. gonna keep our eye on that one. Yeah, because there's more headlines coming. Because it's oh yeah, just, there's one a day at this point. Yeah, and I just I, hope that there's someone at the post who's like, I'm not giving up on this. I'm gonna just, I'm not letting him go. Right. If or they someone, just keep posting things, eventually things will happen. Or someone at Ryan Murphy's production company who's just not gonna let it go. Oh man, you're gonna have Evan Peters Del Toro playing him soon. Evan <laughs> and Evan Peters will be the husband who was yep. he was getting engaged to. That's right. He's a very he had a very attractive boyfriend. Yeah, he's gonna they're gonna feel very bad for that, Evan Peters. They always yeah, do. They always you know what? He's a he's a tortured soul. He sure is. Mike, number seven. Hawkeye. Number Look out. <laughs> yeah. 
From the New York Post again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had some gems. They had what do you want me ones. to do when they have all these gems? They had good ones this week. Um, Chris Evans asked Sunday if anyone has checked on the snowplow that ran over Jeremy Renner earlier this month. <laughs> Quote, that's one tough MFR, wrote Evans41 on Twitter. Has anyone even checked on the snowcat? It's like those old Chuck Norris things, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. He, like, yeah, when he jumps into the water, he doesn't get wet. The water gets Chuck Norris. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's Which, like the best Also one. true. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cheeky comment came after the 52-year-old actor posted a photo of himself in a bed undergoing physical therapy. I can't believe Jeremy Renner's 52. He looks great. Look, not after getting hit by that. Yeah, right. Not after getting hit by that plow. <laughs> he looks. He's got 30 broken bones. He's seen he better days. He looks 52 now. Right now, he, but, yeah. Right. I didn't realize he was that old, and I can't That's, believe Evans is 41. I didn't realize Renner's 11 years older than Evans. Yeah, I would have never thought that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, sending so much love finished the Avengers actor with a red heart emoji Renner responded to the comment in his usual wit quote love you brother I did check on the snowcat she needs fuel the Hawkeye star tweeted <laughs> yeah so that's crazy so he got hit by his own snowplow I guess he got out to help someone and it like was still running or something or I don't yeah I don't know I didn't look into the story and, and I've thought about it a few times like what actually happened there and I, I forgot before I got to a place where I could look yeah but I, I, I that love sounds just, feasible I, I love that just everyone's rooting for him now yeah you know, just pulling that, for so that's so that's stories that thing. everyone can agree on. Yeah. <laughs> right. We we have Evan Peters play him and we get somebody hurt and that's it. They're elected president. Yeah. That's, that's, a good it's, plan. that's that easy. Yeah, that's well, good plan. work on it. Well, we have to get you hurt. We have to get uh, Evan Peters to play, play you. I hurt myself today. It's one of the Johnnies. Live my life by them. Mike, number I eight. Know. I know. <laughs> and, and the final bit. Phil Spencer's email to Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. So they laid off a bunch of people in Microsoft. Apparently, it hit some Halo mm -hmm. teams and some mm -hmm. other development over in the Xbox realm, right? Yep, yep. So let's let's go through this real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but yep. I th I thought it was interesting because it's clearly they're trying to do this. The email from Spencer to the Microsoft people, I guess, got out. I don't know if he released it or what, but let's run through it. Go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, kind of a, the CEO's. It's a little inside baseball. Yeah, a little inside baseball. Uh, and I've been inside baseball. You've been inside of baseball. Yep. This okay. has been a difficult week across Microsoft and here inside our teams. Now that many of the one-to-one -one and team conversation have happened, I want to take a moment to reiterate the message that you heard from your leaders. Mm -hmm. This is a challenging moment in our business. And this week's actions were painful choices. The gaming leadership team had to make decisions that we felt set us up for the long-term success of our products and business. But the individual results of those decisions are real. I know that hurts. Thank you for supporting our colleagues as they process these changes. Over the coming weeks, we'll have many opportunities to connect and answer your questions, including the monthly gaming update next week for teams who attend oh that meeting. <laughs> I'm in close contact with the teams at Zenimax to provide support. The GLT and I are committed to being as transparent as we can. Moving forward with ambiguity is challenging, but I'm confident that together we'll get through this difficult moment in time. Xbox has a long history of success. <laughs> thanks to the work you do in the service of players, creators, and each other. Your work is so deeply appreciated and valued in these times of change, and it's integral to our business momentum. I'm confident in our future and proud to be part of this team, but also conscious that this is a challenging time. I want to thank everything. everything. Thank you for everything you do here, Phil. <laughs> Otherwise known as word salad bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> totally. Yeah, Phil, I feel great after that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. This is Winston Churchill. And you're listening to the Morning Dadcast. Never in the field of podcasting has so much twaddle been said by so few. All right, Todd. So hmm. I got a new segment here and it Love might it. not let it might not last beyond tonight. It might be a one and done. It could yeah. be. It could be a one and done. But I, I wanted to not. I wanted to try this out. Okay. I'm going to read you mm -hmm. things that people wrote in to Dear Abby. Okay. And you're going to give me okay. the response back to them. And then I will read you what Abby actually said. Oh, man. We always said we wanted to do an advice column. I would love to do an advice. I am. I give very good advice. You give very good advice. I tell my daughter that all the time. I tell her that all the time. I say, come to me with the advice. She doesn't listen. But when I you need it. Uh, and look, I, I teed up a theme for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> climbs thunderous climbs <laughs> 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 
thunder for you, everyone. <laughs> Best soundtrack of any game ever. I'll take a quick side, <laughs> a little little side here. Mike was over here with Charlie the other day, and uh, I forced Mike to almost play through the entire Lords of Thunder just so we could listen to the music of it. Pretty amazing. It rips. It, it rips. rips. It's so good. Uh, okay, so we're calling this Dear Todd. <laughs> Original. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it works. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. Uh, big time. Dear Todd. Big time. I, dear Todd. I am a friendly <laughs> I am friendly with a woman who is wonderful and caring. She calls mm. to ask how I'm doing, drops off coffee to say hi, etc. She has a great heart and soul. Our boys are close in age. That's the problem. I do not like her children. Oh shoot. But yeah. <laughs> right, you weren't ready for that term. No. Her kids are difficult and they run roughshod. <laughs> roughshod wow. wow. over her. She knows discipline is a problem, but She's at a loss. My children don't enjoy playing with them either. Her kids are careless and don't listen to authority. I want to continue our friendship, but I like her better without the children in tow. Should I speak up or fade away? Signed, conditional friend. Hmm. It's a tough one. What I would Go say on. is treat it, treat it like, treat no, it no, like no, no. A, you have to say dear conditional or dear friend. Oh, dear, I'm sorry. Okay. Right, right, right. You, come on. Come on. Dear, dear conditional friend. I would treat this the way that you would treat it if it was animals. If you had a dog who didn't get along with another person's dog, would you bring that dog around that dog? The answer is most likely no, you wouldn't. So if you like the owner enough to spend time with them outside of the relationship between the dogs, then do that and just apply it to the kids. Okay. So you're, 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 pitching dog uh, children as dogs is what you're trading <laughs> to dogs children yeah. Yeah, put throw a collar on them yeah uh you know there's no reason to make it complicated like if dogs don't get along you don't put them together if kids don't get along you don't put them together if you like the woman have a drink with her every now and then just don't bring the kids fade yeah, away you, with the kids relationship see her at, on other terms yeah or you could slip them a benadryl brownie okay do you i mean yep look what i brought brownies, <laughs> brownies. they're pink <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the uh, frosting. Yeah, I, I would say listen. <laughs> that's the frosting. No G because it's brand frosting. It's we brand frosting. Yeah. Frostins. That, it's our donut shop. Yeah. Fro- <laughs> oh my God. Strip mall edition. Yeah. Frostins. Who knew that was going to happen today? Oh my God. Frostins. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, 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 don't complicate it. Just treat it the same way you would if it was an animal. Like you would never bring two dogs that hate each other near each other. Don't bring the kids either. Done. All right. You want to know what Abby said? What'd she say? She said, dear friend. No, <laughs> George. Oh, God. Your friend's children can't be blamed for things they were never taught. Tell your friend that when her kids visit your home, you will be establishing some house rules. Nope. <laughs> she's going to she's gonna t- t- treat her like she's a bad parent. She's never going to want to see her again. That's it. It's over. If you do, you may be going that. Oh, if you do, you may be doing that entire family a favor. If her kids cannot comply, inform her that your children no longer want to play with hers and why. She needs that information before her kids become social outcasts. If your friendship with her fades after that, and I sincerely hope it won't, then K Sarah Sarah. Wow. Ending ending a sentence with K Sarah Sarah might be the most (laughs) old woman thing in the entire universe. Then K Sarah Sarah. There's two two things that can age you. One is ending a sentence with K Sarah Sarah. The other is with Chanel number five. You say either of two things at the end of a sentence, you're officially an 85 year old woman or the president of the United States. Right. (laughs) Right. No, I'm serious. Case I'm serious, folks. folks. Case case case, I mean, you know, he's you know, definitely the, said that during his stump speech. You know the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, you, you, first of all, uh, it, it might be a different if time. Her kid, if her kids cannot comply, inform her that your children are no, no longer no, want to play no, with hers. No, you don't this say is my, a different my time. You don't say my children no longer want to play you with your children. That. You can't that's, say that today. That's, that makes it sound like your kids don't like her kids, which they probably do because they probably run around and they're like, "I like these kids." Yeah, no, I, I, that's that. You can't say that these days. You say anything in any sort of way, shape, or form that you're telling somebody like how to be a parent or how to parent, and you're done. You're it's 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 over. Yeah, you can't. You can't even tell people. Mm-hmm. A- like anything without i once i once had someone get mad at me because i was like oh kids wearing shorts huh because it was like 28 degrees out and that was it over done never saw them again 
Yeah, one time Charlie came home and I think mentioned something about because he loves wearing shorts, hates wearing pants. He'll wear them in any weather, even if sure. has to wear, if he has to wear a sweatshirt with a long sleeve and a jacket with the shorts, yeah. he's fine. Sure. He'll wear he'll pull up his socks to hide to his knees. Right. He hates them. He won't he's wear like, pants. Listen, I got the legs covered, Dad. Yeah, he's like it's fine. The socks mm-hmm. high, high socks. So, but he came home one day and and, and mentioned something. That his teacher had said something about it, and I was like, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, we could put, we, you could, you could wear whatever you want. All right. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter who the hell is she. It doesn't right. matter. But then right. the next day, I'm like, all right, buddy, you got to take this jacket. I'm like, I don't want to hear yep. from the teacher being like, yep. send your kid out in the call. Anyway, okay. Yeah, you got to be super careful these days with that type of thing. And there's plenty of ways to be friends with somebody without having your kids be friends. And trust me, I've done it before. You'll, yeah. she'll be fine. I think the, call, friend, the, you'll be the, fine. the, the, the kids is dog's simile uh, or metaphor. Yeah. Uh, is 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 better yeah so that's fine okay fine we're on the right track i got one more for you right this one gets a little heavy oh boy uh I'll, you know what i should put some background music to this if yeah. we ever do it again ah if we do it again great if we do it again i'll yeah. just roll some oh, anyway uh dear abby dear mm. todd dear todd yeah dear todd mm-hmm. i have no family oh, boy <laughs> and few friends nobody okay. close my live-in girlfriend of two years and I argue constantly. Mm. We no longer share a bedroom and I feel more like a roommate. I honestly feel I'm being used for money. Her 24-year-old son died from an overdose two months ago, so I can't help but feel sorry for her. She isn't working and I don't know when she can return. Hmm. I do. It's not done. Hmm. I don't have the money to move. I wish I did. I'm miserable. She's miserable. And I feel stuck. I'm 46. She's 44. I pay rent and 50% of the utilities, which is fine. But how can I ever get out? Moving isn't cheap anymore. I'm desperate for hope that I'm not stuck here forever. I'm afraid if I move, even if I live in a tent for now, she will give up on everything. She has two grown kids, but she was closest to the one who passed. I feel guilty for wanting and needing to leave. At the same time, I'm miserable. She's in therapy and on medicine. Please advise without hope in North Carolina. Mm. Okay. Um, Dear without hope in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You, um, you certainly don't deserve to be miserable just because the person you're living with is miserable. Um, Clearly, you're not providing anything for her that she can't do on her own. Um, I would tell, I would, I would, I, I, I think you should uh, figure out how to get out of there as soon as possible and, um, you know, offer support if she needs it in any way, shape or form outside of living together. Um, but I would get out of there as soon as possible, whether that means, you know, living with, a friend or finding a roommate or finding a a different place that's less money. Uh, But I would remove yourself from the situation, which is clearly not helping you or her. I, I I, I mean, get get out. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing keeping you there other than, you know, some sort of misplaced feelings. Yeah. You got to make like Jordan Peele. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, Jordan banana peel. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Split. Yeah, 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 big time. Uh, yeah. So, you want to hear what Abby said? Yeah, of course. I think, I, do. I think that's good advice. I think that it it doesn't sound like it's improving or getting anywhere. It's not helping uh, either of them. Yeah, it's not helping. So, I think you have to recognize that and just act on that. Um, here's what I, I and I haven't read the answers until I read them to you. So, hmm. let's let's see. Dear without hope. Start saving whatever money you can and explore options for other living arrangements, including renting a single room. Staying where you are under these circumstances will make you sick if you don't take control of your life. Your former girlfriend is under the care of a doctor. You are not her lifeline. Hmm. She will survive. I just got an update. The girlfriend's dead because the guy left him. (laughs) No. (laughs) Me and Abby, we're simpatico. Like, we know what's going on. We know what's going on here. Yeah, I think that's that's what what other, what you got to do, right? Yeah. But I think sometimes like that's that's the thing, right, Mike, is um, that's why you got to surround yourself with good friends. Sometimes you just need to hear it. I think sometimes you need to hear it. I was reading something recently. I think it's like an AA thing. It was in a Stephen King book, and he's kind of always throwing AA stuff around in those. This one specifically was about AA. Um, and it was I can't remember the exact expression is, but it's something that uh, it's always smaller once it's out. 
um, as in like anything that's like building up in your head that seems like the end of the world, the second you let it out, it's usually much smaller. Yeah. I mean, um, the therapists depend on that yeah, <laughs> to, exactly. to be true. It yeah. pays the bills. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes yeah. literally just saying it and having somebody go, oh, that's it. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's I, it. That's it. It's it's really that's it. It's just it. You know, I went to my guy recently. Yeah. And Their mechanic. And I was talking. Uh, right. I got a. I got a mechanic who's also my shrink. I sit in the back seat. He sits in the front. And <laughs> I was talking to him, and I was like, "This is like the worst six months of my life." Mm. And I, you know, I everything has gone wrong. You, I've called you more than anybody. We've talked through it. I, I yeah, I walked him through the whole thing. And he turns around because he's in the front and he doesn't like he doesn't look at me in the mirror, like in the rear. So he turns around and he just no. goes, K Sarah Cast.